0: Hello and welcome to Grow A Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker and recovering high achiever and this is a Work In Life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy and let's begin. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this bonus episode of Grow a Soul, the last episode of Grow a Soul for 2021. And like last year, I wanted to record my end of year blog post for, well, for posterity, but for those who prefer to listen and read and for those who just listen to the podcast and and don't do anything else because this is the kind of thing that I always love to to read and to hear from the people whose work I follow and so I thought I'd do the same. So what follows is me reading the end of year review that you will find on my website. I'm recording this a little way ahead of it being released just in order for it to all sync up with my editor and all that sort of thing. So there's a chance that the one on the website might be slightly different. (laughs) Maybe I've freaked out and backed out of some things, but hey, (laughs) it's gonna be here, said out loud. So without further ado, I will crack on with this 2021 review out of the hole and into the air. As I have been collecting my thoughts ahead of writing this review, that well-worn, never quite attributed quote keeps coming to mind. You overestimate what you can do in a day and underestimate what you can do in a year. And that really feels like the story of my 2021. Not much happened, but so much happened. This time last year, I was at the bottom of a very dark hole. So much so you may remember I I couldn't even write a proper end of year review last year. Unbelievable is not a strong enough word for how it feels to now be in a new home to be free in the wide open air and i'm so glad that my whole dwelling self raised from her depths a resilient persistence to get us here and yet this also feels like the year i didn't really do much but Let's see if that's the case when I tell the story of 2021. At the end of 2020, I was low on hope. Usually an enthusiastically festive person. It was only an hour before Christmas dinner that I conceded to gather some ivy to lay on the unclothed table. By this point, my ex-partner had made it clear that he would not leave the house that he refused to contribute to paying for and I couldn't cope with living in the same house for any longer and so I was throwing myself on the mercy of holiday homeowners trying to find someone willing to let to me in the midst of a national lockdown and luckily on the 4th of January I fitted as much as I could into a Fiat 500, (laughs) drove 25 minutes along deserted roads and let myself into an Airbnb for what I thought would be two weeks. And it turned out it would be two months. I feel I need half a book to adequately describe the way those two months changed the course of my life. I think of them as a furnace A high firing in which I had to sit while I was made stronger and made what I was supposed to be. For the previous three months I had been cooped up in the house with my mother and I in one half of the house and my ex in the other and now I was thrust into complete isolation in an all but empty village in a total lockdown in the middle of winter. All I had to do was fixate on my heartbreak, wonder what the fuck was going to happen, have an existential crisis about my work, and feel hollowed out by loneliness. I was doing my 40,000 word project at this time as well, and so I was immersed, half drowning in all these feelings as I wrote about them at length and in detail, day after day. And in hindsight, that project was not the best idea. (laughs) But there was a shining light. As well as my Grinch-like list of activities, there was one other thing I had to do. Walk. I had never done much walking while living in Wales. I wasn't very fit and didn't want to go up any hills, which severely limits your options. So I was doing little flat walks around the village until one day I followed a footpath which I hadn't expected to take me up quite such a steep slope and which I certainly hadn't expected to make me feel quite so alive. In the early days of January I walked up a 73 meter hill and I thought that was as big as a climb as I would ever be capable of. At the end of February I climbed a 783 meter mountain. I was in awe of what my body could do, with my capability. In a period where my whole life was stagnant, here was somewhere I could see progress. But more than that, I began to feel more truly myself, more on my own side, than I ever had before. At the beginning of March, my X left and I moved back home. The day I moved back was International Women's Day and I had signed up to attend a free Zoom women's circle and I hadn't thought that I was em- that emotional about it all but as I shared to the group I was crying so uncontrollably that the others couldn't hear me. The whole time I'd been paying the, all the bills on the house as well as for the Airbnb so it was a financial relief as well as an emotional one. It felt like a huge step forward in reclaiming my life. Although at first I was on edge, I would keep the doors bolted and I remember hearing a car with thumping music drive past and instinctively dropping to the floor before calling to the window to make sure it wasn't him. But as lockdown began to ease, so did I. Emerging from my furnace, feeling hopeful about restarting life and eager to see what was possible, I downloaded Bumble. Dating kind of defined my spring and summer. I had sex for the first time in two years and enjoyed it for the first time in much longer than that. I met some interesting people, and I was made to feel special. I was also coerced and ghosted and treated with less respect than I deserve. I had never been single and dating before. But all the anguish of the two blue ticks and the goddamn wandering, I believe, is part of it. And did have the side effect of being great bonding gossip with my friends when we could laugh and decode text messages together. I also feel like dating vastly improved my relationship with myself. Again and again I proved to myself that I would have my own back, not stand to be treated any less than I deserved. I found myself through this to be someone I could trust with my own best interests. Looking back now, dating mostly feels like one big distraction tactic. In May, two major things happened. I sold my house and I injured my knee. The summer of big hikes and doing Welsh V 1000s that I had planned just dissolved in an instant. And suddenly, needing to find somewhere to live and clearing out a big old house became pressing concerns. I was plagued with a current UTI. By the way, somebody on Instagram recommended D. Manos to me and in doing so changed my life. So if that was you, thank you so much and look it up if you also suffer with UTIs. But also behind all of this was a backdrop of knowing I didn't wanna do coaching anymore, knowing I didn't wanna do marketing anymore, but not knowing what on earth I did want to do. So with nowhere to walk and nothing but real estate dead ends, it was much easier to lie in the sun on my patio messaging boys on Tinder. Much easier to agonise over whether someone was right for me or not than look at a blank screen and blinking cursor. And it was a distraction from the biggest fear of all. I remember crying on the phone to my friend halfway up hill after pouring my heart out into a WhatsApp message that still to this day was left on red. And it wasn't even about the guy, it was the fact that the guy represented a possibility and that possibility off the table, I couldn't ignore the fact that I was totally, totally alone. Summer had been ungrounded, quite literally, as I hadn't been able to walk in the mountains, and I realised how much I connected with myself on my hikes and that this meant my own self my own knowing had felt inaccessible during these months, but it was also ungrounded because I had had long, wonderful weeks visiting friends and having visitors. I am smiling now as I think back to accidentally staying up till it got light around the fire pit and bottles of wine in the caravan, giddy laughter on the way to dinner. I swam in the sea for the first time this summer. One evening, my friend and I went a little too deep and as we swam back towards shore, something caught my eye over my shoulder. We found our feet on the bottom again and turned as a pod of dolphins cut through the waves a few meters away. Not sure whether to laugh or cry, we just held each other and watched as they headed around the coast. At the end of 2020, I had put a wish into the river for love. I wanted to find love in 2021 or to to bring in love in 2021. And I found it with Ali and Robin and Ellen and Jen and Grace. Headed into autumn, I was ready to sink my roots back into the ground. At the beginning of September, I celebrated the anniversary of my breakup by Taking myself a brunch and a beach walk. That fear of being alone began to feel less like a whirlpool that would drown me and more like a still lake I could ease back into. I went on a still-in-place hiatus from dating apps. The magical wonder that is the Instagram community helped me to find a house to rent and I signed the lease. I joined Madison Morrigan's mastermind to give myself the time and structure to gently ease back into thinking about work with the hope of falling back in love with work. There are not many stories to tell from Autumn because I spent most of September and October thinking that I would be moving house any minute and packing up boxes and being on the phone to solicitors. But on the 28th of October, I had the phone call that the sale had gone through and I lay on the floor and cried. (laughs) It was relief. I was free of the responsibility and free of him. Now here I am, in a little cottage on a rainy December afternoon. There are fairy lights at the window and I have hung baubles. On my lovely old sideboard. Music is playing gently and a pile of Christmas cards sits on the coffee table ready to go to the post box. I went for a walk earlier, up the hill behind my house where you have the best view of the mountains and where there are lots of mushrooms. Shortly I will light a fire for the evening. When I think to the new year I see only possibility. I am working on mapping, which will launch in January and after that, I will be starting a new book proposal. And after that, let's see. Even the uncertainties that lie ahead are ones that I can feel excited about. No more living in a hole. From now on, I'm in the open air, wild and free, and all my own. As I said at the beginning, you can find the written version of this over on my website at simpleandseason.com blog, I think. <laughs> and there's a few things that I might have mentioned throughout that you'll be able to find links to, including mapping. If you're interested in finding out more about mapping, you can find that on the website and also sign up to the waitlist and you'll be notified in the next couple of weeks. What that's going to be and when it's available and until next time I hope you grow with song